Hello there, newcomer. Welcome to the Life Tips Podcast. My name is Nate, and I'm here to help you navigate through important situations that affect our everyday lives and provide a roadmap for you to make the best decisions in the future. The fun part is that each topic is unique to whatever you're going through, and it doesn't matter your youth or gender. Everyone can benefit. So sit back, enjoy the ride, and let's discover how we can live our best life today. Enjoy. Hey world, it's Nate. Welcome back to a surprise Life Tips podcast episode. So, probably wondering what's this one about? Well, I'll tell you in just a second. Before I do that, I just want you to know once again that this podcast is being broadcast to you live on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more thanks to Anchor. Everything is free from the app, distribution to streaming platforms, and more. You can even make money off of your podcast. It's basically a one-stop shop for podcast development. So if you want to do yours, then all you got to do is go to www.anchor.fm, download the app to your Android or iOS device, and start recording. All right, so again, this, this wasn't planned. But see, what happened is that my hangout buddy, Galena, for those of you who remember, we've been spending a lot of time together. But anyway, her best friend, her uh, girl best friend, made sure that I was included in her birthday plans. Aw, red heart. That's so nice. So because of this, I will not be at the open mic. Um, both sets of plans actually take place on Sunday the 17th. So it just doesn't make sense for me to miss a whole birthday party and a whole birthday celebration just to speak somewhere. So I just decided to record this. So I'll be with my lady friend. Lady who's a friend. I'm sure you can figure that one out. And her best friend, who's a girl, and her best friend's friends that night versus speaking. I can always go back in December to close out 2019. But, uh, yeah. So, this podcast episode is definitely going to be 25 minutes. I know the last ones have been super long, but this one is going to be 25 minutes special podcast episode number two. To go along with the one featuring Becca. So, the one that I did featuring Becca is the official special episode for this month. This is just replacing the speech that was planned for the 17th at Sunday Social. So, that's basically why I'm doing this little extra episode that's not going to come out on Monday. Mondays are for regular podcast droppings. 
this one's coming out on Sunday. So, let's see. You're probably thinking, what are we going to talk about tonight? Tonight, we are going to cover the topic of lifelong friendship. More specifically, what does it mean to have a lifelong friendship? Simply put, and this is my wording, having a lifelong friend or being involved in a lifelong friendship with someone means that you and the other person are committed to being each other's everything until death. It can also be broken down within a group of individuals. So if you have best friends, per se, like I have three best friends, but each individual best friend is a friend for life, if that makes any sense. It's very similar to marriage. The only difference is that you're not marrying the guy or girl that you're committing yourself to because it's a friendship, not romance. So, yeah, like my best friends, again. All three of them are each individually my friends for life and I'm theirs. Now, one of them, one of my friends, is single and available to date when she's healed up from her ex. And that's actually something I'll mention later in greater detail, but she's the first best friend I've had that's not taken or the best, the first best friend I've had that, you know, the chances of being turned down is a no. Like, I've already been turned down by two best friends in the past. Not saying that it's going to happen. Not even saying that it's going to go there. I'm just saying that I don't know what's going to happen. You never know with these things. I mean, for crying out loud, Keanu Reeves started a work relationship with someone. Which eventually turned into a friendship. Which eventually turned into romance. And that guy's been single for decades. So if Keanu Reeves from John Wick 1, 2, and 3, and eventually John Wick 4. If that guy can be single and then have a best friend and cross over, it's extremely possible to cross over with a best friend. Just has to be the right situation. So. Long story short. I say all that to say that. Pay attention to your. Best friends. Because some relationships may not stay strictly friendship. For long. Depending upon. Where you both are. So. I'm not just going to talk about. Having a lifelong friendship without backing up this thing with some facts. So I went and looked up an article, found this one's pretty good. Look up power of positivity or just Google seven signs you've made a lifelong friendship or just Google lifelong friendship. This article will pop up. But this article, excuse me, from the power of positivity details seven signs that you've made a lifelong friendship. 
I'm just going to summarize them all. I'm not really going to talk about them or uh, read verbatim what this website says, but pretty much the first one is that one sign that you've made a lifelong friend is that you make time for each other. So basically here, I will summarize it for you and talk about it a little bit. So basically here it's saying that, you know, with everything going on in life, quote, work, family, finances, for some people, church, and you may not be able to, you know, make time for one another. And so things, you know, of course, things change. This article says that, you know, it means that you may no longer be able to go to a local pub until 2 a.m., which, eh, I don't know, too many friends for life that would actually do that. Uh, but I'd like to frame it as different than this article. What, I, what I'll say to that is we're not in high school anymore where, you know, we can stay up all hours of the night chilling and stuff like that. No, we have bills, responsibilities. We got to take care of stuff. So, um, but yeah, basically this, this article is saying what I was eventually going to get to. It says, quote, therefore, it's important to plan. Set a day during the week or month where you text, email, or better yet, call your closest friends. And if and when feasible, plan a night or weekend away, which finally have friends for life that I can actually do these things with. My goodness, it's been a long time for me. But what's the next one? Uh, the next one says that you're not afraid to give each other some tough love. Now, this is true. I haven't had to give any of the newest friends for life tough love yet, but I have been in situations where I've had to give friends some tough love, tell them what they need to hear versus what they want to hear. So, yeah. So this part of the article says, quote, tough love comes easier to men than it does women, which I disagree with that. It's 50-50, really depends on who you talk to. This article also goes on to say that women are generally more sensitive and understanding, which makes it a tad more difficult. However, your closest friends are different. They understand you and you understand them. Part of this understanding is unconditional love. And unconditional love sometimes requires tough love. There are men that are sensitive and understanding. Whoever wrote this article probably didn't realize that. Do I agree that women are generally more sensitive and understanding? To an extent. Number three, you keep each other laughing. Eh. Yeah. Again, that's debatable. That's 50-50. Um, in my case, that kind of is true. But then again, it's 50-50. It just depends on who you are and what type of friends for life situation you're in. Let's move on. Four, you're both there in tough situations. Now, this 
I can actually back. Friends for life actually will be there for you in tough, tough situations. How do I know this? I went through a tough situation recently, and Galena, I'll just, I don't care. I'll give her credit, give her props. There's a whole podcast in the future coming, and it's basically going to be me praising her. So, look out for that. But she literally was willing to get in her car. Like, if, if I needed anything, she would have gotten in her car and driven down here for me. That's the type of woman she is. That's the type of friend she is. That's the type of person she is, honestly. And the Lord knows, the Lord knows I needed... Needed that. So, now that I have that, it's pretty much cool. So, it's just a matter now of acquiring more people that can be like Kalina. And that's honestly difficult because it's not easy to find people like that in this world who will be there for you in tough situations. I mean, sure, you can send a text, call, check on somebody that way. But to physically drop everything you have, get in your car, and go be with that person, that takes an extra level of commitment. Not that many people have that level of commitment. I can pretty much tell you that from experience. So, yeah, I can agree with this one. I can back this one up. It's absolute facts that if you know you've made a friend for life, if you're both there in tough situations. And even if you can't physically go to that person in a tough situation, as long as you let them know you're there for them, that's all the effort in the world you can do. Number five, you embrace each other's quirks. I like to redefine this as you take after each other. And it's that's kind of true, sort of. Again, I'm taking what this article is giving me and kind of putting it in my own words. And yeah, if you have a friend for life, you basically kind of take after each other a little bit, share personalities. That's just factual. Number six. You're both adaptable in your friendship. This says that adapt, and I quote, adaptability is an important attribute to have in a lifelong friend, simply because life is unpredictable. One of you moves, gets married, has kids, etc. Lifelong friends understand that circumstances in life change, and they adapt their friendship accordingly. One great aspect of technology, I can't believe this article is saying this, is that it can allow us to connect with each other. This is about technology. Yes, it can also create the opposite effect, but that's from their time. Facebook webcams, text messaging, must be an old article. These have made it possible to have a good friend available at the tap of a finger. Use these tools to keep in touch. Now, I've already talked about this in the first podcast. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, but... Replace Facebook with Instagram. Still have iMessages, blue messages, blue bubbles in, you know, iPhone, iOS world. 
And then there's also uh, well, TikTok sort of counts, Snapchat, WhatsApp, FaceTime, different mediums that this article didn't really point out that are available for connecting with each other thanks to technology. So, um, but I've already talked about this, well, from the Instagram standpoint, as far as keeping in touch goes, and I talked about the negative aspect of it in the first podcast, that we're using Instagram just a little bit too much to keep in touch. Should probably get back to texting and calling and phones and stuff like that. That helps you keep in touch much, 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 much better. And it's true. But number six, point number six in this article, very true. Adaptability, flexibility, things change in your friendship. So the inevitability of it is that as you continue to grow and as you and the other person continue to be in each other's lives, then these things will happen. And you're going to have to make the most of it and adjust, especially when it comes to dating, marriage. If you're not dating your friend for life or if you're not dating your best friend, you're dating someone completely different, they're going to have to really, really, really have an understanding and not hate you for ignoring them. I know because, well, I haven't been talking to my best friends as much. And in some ways, I do own up to that, sort of. But it is just early November. There will come Thanksgiving week and I will be able to finally catch up with my best friends in a much more lengthy atmosphere. So, so yeah, I'll admit that. I am guilty of talking to one person and not really talking to anybody else, but that's life. My best friends are adaptable. My friends for life are adaptable. Matter of fact, not only are my friends for life adaptable, the majority of my friends for life and I basically have gone to the the acquaintance level where we really don't talk except for here and there. And it's fine. I already got the main people that... Yeah. Excuse me. You know that I'm going to be talking to for the most part. And uh, yeah, so... The last one says you live with them in your being. Hmm, let's see. This says, quote, we strongly believe that our interconnectedness goes far beyond physical presence. The memory, presence, and spirit of that person resides within you, forever keeping the feeling of interconnectedness strong. Hmm. Uh. I wouldn't go as far to say as you live with them in your being. But there is an attachment factor to a friend for life that when you're connected to that person, you're with them regardless of whether you're in person or away. So, yeah, that's kind of true. But now let's go back to 
finishing up this podcast. So you may already know what it means to have a lifelong friendship, but you haven't produced one yet. If you have, great. But if you haven't produced a lifelong friendship, then you might be wondering, what steps should I take to get one and to ensure that I keep one? So as always, since this is called Life Tips, I gave you a few tips to come up with that you can take with you and pretty much make it your own. First one is carry kindness. If you're going to be a friend for life to somebody, probably should work on being kind. Not just to yourself, but to people around you. It's important to treat people around you the way you'd want to be treated. That way, if you treat people the same way that you want to be treated, then you'll treat that friend for life the same way, and then it'll just be a ripple effect. Kindness everywhere. Number two, accept vulnerability. You've got to be vulnerable if you're going to be a friend for life. There's just absolutely no room for a one-sided friendship where you're putting in all the effort and the other person isn't doing jack. Not only that, there's no room for a friendship where you're the only one pouring your life out and the other person is just not saying anything and all they do is just talk to you here and there they don't really open up I mean sure yeah in the beginning makes sense because you don't really know each other well but if it gets to a point where you really don't see the other person opening up to you then can you really say you have a friend for life at that point matter of fact can you really even say you have a friend something to think about Number three, be trustworthy. Oh my goodness, I can't state this enough. If you're going to be a friend for life, you've got to be trustworthy. In other words, you have to be able to keep confidential information confidential. And the other person has to be the same way, but you really do have to be trustworthy if you're going to be a friend for life. Number four, make yourself available. Not just for texting, calling, not just basically for using a phone to communicate. No, 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 no. You have to make yourself available for physical interaction. I'm talking hangouts, road trips, something as simple as going to see a movie or celebrating a birthday, doing group things. You got to make yourself available if you're going to be a friend for life. Because I don't know a single friend for life that doesn't do that. My friends for life are starting to do that now. Matter of fact, I'll just give you another little piece of my life here. That never happened for me. I never, ever had friends for life that we hung out. Not on a consistent basis. Sure, there were one or two people that that did it. I know one person that I'm thinking of right now, before his life got super busy, he and I would hang out every couple of weeks or at least once a month. We're still friends for life. And eventually we will get back to hanging out. 
But yeah, he was one person that did that. But I'm talking about having a multiplicity of friends for life who will do that for you. And I didn't have that. I had a few, but I didn't have a multiple, you know, group of friends for life of people that would make themselves available for me like that. And since the majority of my friends are females, then you kind of can guess where I'm going with that. Because none of the female friends that I had didn't really make themselves available for me like that, it kind of messed up the relationship, made things way more one-sided than it needed to be. And not only that, uh, going back to the vulnerability part of it, it was just me. I was the only one opening up and being vulnerable. The, the return game, that wasn't there until just recently, thanks to Galena. Again, you'll find out why she completely changed everything. But, yeah. And that's not to say that my friends for life are terrible. They're not. But they're all in different spaces and seasons of life now. So going back to that adaptability thing, we're all adapt. We're just in a season of adapting right now. I'm adapting to my best friends. My best friends are in different seasons of life right now, and I'm adapting to what's going through, you know, their lives and their minds right now. So we're not as close as we used to be, and it's not just because of the, you know what's going on in their lives. Sure. That's part of it. But like one of my best friends has a boyfriend. And that is extremely key. When you have someone that you're close to, that person becomes, you know, the priority and you get pushed to the back burner. And that leads into the last thing. If you want to be a friend for life, be consistent in your communication. Or at least be as consistent as possible. Because, again, things can change. The consistency won't always be there. Take my best friend, for example, Galena. I already put her in the best friends category. But Galena is in school. I'm not in school. I'm out here working. I'm in the real world, not really in school, don't have that school schedule to stick to. So I don't really have that school mindset but it just helps to know when stuff is. So I kind of keep in the back of my mind that when we get around to Thanksgiving time-ish slash the beginnings of December, that's when finals are happening and then school will be out and then winter break ends here. So I still kind of keep that school calendar mindset in the back of my head. Same for my university people, just so that I can kind of help get a grasp of the seasons better. But yeah, consistency in communication. Galena, school, she's got schoolwork and projects and she's got a whole life ahead of her. My other best friend has a boyfriend. But they're still consistent, or at least as consistent as they can be. Same with Becca. 
And Becca's busy as heck with her insane work schedule, and she's got big plans for 2020. But when she can, we talk. And so the consistency is there. It's just not every single day, every other day. And it's more like on a weekly basis. But the point is that if you're going to be a friend for life with someone, you've got to commit yourself to communication consistently. I don't care if you drop the ball with any other aspect. If you're not consistent with communication and being involved in that person's life, you're not going to be a good friend for life. I'm just going to be honest with you. These things are crucial to being friends for life. And I'll just tag this last point in that's not even in you know, my notes. And that last point is weddings. If you're going to be a friend for life with someone, you'd better do all this stuff. Because if you don't, I guarantee you, you will not be invited to the wedding. That's the most important date in any friends for life. Life. That sounded pretty pathetic. But the, the point is, so I'll say it again. If, if, if you were to get married tomorrow, of course, your family would be there to support you. Duh. But how many of your friends would actually be there? If you can't name a single friend that would actually come to your wedding if you got married tomorrow or a week from now or a month from now, then I sincerely suggest that you need to reevaluate who your friends for life are. Because I've gone to many weddings over the last several years, and I'm going to go to more weddings in the next year and two years and three years. I haven't had a single experience at a wedding where the groom and the bride didn't have their friends for life involved. They did. Went to my dude's wedding two months ago. Some of his best men were dudes that I knew, dudes that he grew up with that were friends for life for years upon years upon years. I'm talking childhood. Same with the bride. And that's evidenced at the reception when you have toasting time and it's time for the, the best man and the maid of honor and whoever else they've requested to stand up, tap on the glass and talk about either the bride or the groom. And that's where your friends for life really come in. Wedding day. And so for me, I'm getting married, hopefully, within the next five years. Not anytime soon, but definitely five years from now, approaching 28, 29, 30, like those ages, that's when I'll want to get married. And so for me, this topic of having a friend for life is extremely key because, like I said before, I'd never had that. I've never had friends for life where, you know, we could be close and grow up together and know each other for 
X, Y, and Z years. I didn't have that. All my friends from high school that I grew up with that I thought were going to be friends for life dipped, dead, gone. They're alive physically, but our relationship is dead. It's no longer present. College. Did I meet people in college? Yes, I did. But neither of us are on that friends for life level. We're more so on the acquaintance level. And that's okay because we're all scattered doing different things in life. I'm just now getting to the point where my career life is stabilized, where I don't have to look for another job and job hunt anymore. I have a stable career path for basically the next five years of my life or more. I could pick and choose when I want to leave the insurance industry. So for me right now at 25, the most important thing in life beyond family, God, and church, the most important thing outside of that and work is finding more friends for life who can be like Galena and do what she's doing for me right now. And I'm telling you, living where I live, that is not easy. I'm going to have to travel to make friends for life. I'm going to have to go to my favorite spots and engage people and meet people and do that fairly consistently, if not every day, every other day, every week when I get my car. I'm going to have to go from the ground up, basically, and meet people organically who are going to end up being friends for life. So unfortunately, and let this be another life tip, sometimes your friends for life are not going to be the friends that grow up with you. Sometimes you may have to develop those friends for life at a different stage. And just for me, this is the stage that I'm going to have to develop those friends for life in. 25, 26, 27, 28. I know I'm late to the game, but that's just how it is. So it's it's going to be difficult, but I believe I can make it work. Because I'm most definitely going to make sure I travel to places where I feel comfortable, where I know that I can fit in, where I can be around people in a diverse setting. So I'm basically going to be in diversity. Catch me with the Latinas and the Filipinos and just the different people groups and dynamics like that, where I'm not around the same types of people 24-7. So that's basically how I'm going to have to develop more friends for life outside of Galena, outside of Becca, outside of Raven, outside of the main people that are in my circle now. I love them, but my main circle can't consist of all of them all the time because I need to spread myself around different people and engage with different people in order to have the best quality of life possible while I'm still on this planet. The rapture hasn't happened and, you know, Jesus hasn't come back.
So until Jesus comes back, I got to make the most of my time here. And I plan on doing that by developing friends for life, meeting new people. And to be honest, that might end up consisting of women. It's been that way for the last couple of years. Why not keep that trend going? Probably going to have more female friends than guy friends, but that's completely fine. All that matters is that you have friends for life. That's literally it. So this pod, the podcast basically is done and it basically kind of was like a speaking engagement almost. It's pretty good. Definitely would not have gotten 36 minutes to talk at that open mic. It would have been five. And so with me not going and celebrating my friend's birthday, it, it worked out in the end. But yeah, so life tips. What does it mean to have a lifelong friendship? It means you make time for each other. You're not afraid to give each other tough love. You keep each other laughing. You're both there in tough situations. You embrace each other's quirks or, or that you take after each other. You both are adaptable to situations that come up in your friendships. You live with them in your being or more importantly, you're connected to them beyond being face to face. And then if you don't have friends for life and you want to develop them, don't worry about the other person. Make sure you carry kindness, accept vulnerability, and be vulnerable and open yourself up. Be trustworthy. Let the other person know that they can trust you. Make yourself available for people and be consistent in communication. And I promise you that if you do that, the other person will warm up to it. And before you know it, the reciprocation will be there. Will it work with everyone you meet? Absolutely not. Because not everybody will live life the way you do and treat people the way that they want to be treated. But it's those rare people, those rare instances, those rare flowers, those rare souls that you come into contact with that make friends for life more realistic and more worthwhile so that when it does come down to wedding day and you do get to say I do to that special someone in your life, you'll know that your wedding is going to be on point because your friends for life will be standing right at the altar with you. So yeah, that's uh, the next special episode, actually the last special episode for this month, and for quite a while, honestly. The next episode will be dropping tomorrow, so look for that. That's actually the start of the Thanksgiving series. So the Thanksgiving series is up next. Part one drops tomorrow, and part two 
will drop the Monday before Thanksgiving. So you can go into Thanksgiving Day listening to them. So for now, I'm done. I'm out. You can find me on all social media platforms at Nate underscore the underscore speaker. I'm sorry. You can find me there on Instagram, not on all social media platforms. Just follow me on Instagram, Nate underscore the underscore speaker, uh, the wise orator on Facebook, authentic, genuine person on Twitter, auth underscore gen underscore person. And yeah, I'll catch y'all in the next one. Peace.